Hello, friends and family. Thank you for joining me again. We're continuing to work through Ernest from Earth, and we are on Chapter 7. As the two boys approached the edge of the forest, Dat put his arm in front of Ernest, signaling him to stop. Dat said, I'll make sure there isn't anyone around to see you. My house is that one right there. My mom and dad should both be working, so if it's clear, I'll motion to you and we'll run to the back door. Ernest peered through the trees and spotted Dad's house. The house was plain, but well kept. Two stories painted white with an open front porch. The house sat on a patch of land just outside of town. Greeland, Ernest recalled from the information Otis provided, that was visible on the horizon. There was a large garden and an outbuilding. Ernest admired the site before turning to Dat and nodding in acknowledgement of his plan. Dat ran forward out of the woods and into the open field. Ernest crouched down in the underbrush and waited for Dat's signal. Dat got far enough out into the field to look down both directions of the earthen road that ran in front of the house, and he turned and signaled to Ernest to join him. Ernest sprang from his place and dashed into the field. Come on, hollered Dat, waving Ernest forward, and the two boys sprinted to the back of the house. Breathing heavily, Dat and Ernest jumped up the three concrete steps at the back of the house and collapsed through the back door. They laughed as they tumbled onto the kitchen floor and tried to catch their breath. After the moment of welcome levity, Dat turned to his side and said, You hungry? Yeah, Ernest replied enthusiastically. Let's get something to eat. As Dat moved about the small but tidy kitchen, and pulled items from cabinets and a refrigerator, Ernest was pleased to see familiar foods. Dat made them sandwiches of bread, meat, and cheese. The boys stood at the kitchen counter and hungrily devoured the sandwiches, talking between bites. After we eat, Dat continued with a mouthful of food, we'll see if we can get you some clothes to wear. Ernest took another bite and nodded in agreement. After the two had finished their lunch, Dat walked through the rest of the house and up the staircase to his bedroom. Dat marched to a sturdy wooden dresser and began digging through the drawers. Here, said Dat, heaving a pair of trousers toward Ernest without looking away from the drawer. These should fit all right. Most of this stuff is too big for me to begin with, and my mom hems them. These haven't been stitched up yet, so they ought to fit you. They might be a little baggy, but they'll work. Thanks, replied Ernest. Yeah, Dat continued, turning from the dresser with a shirt in his hand. Now take this. You can get changed in that bathroom across the hall there. When Ernest returned from the bathroom, Dat's room was empty. Dat, Ernest hollered. I'm in here. Ernest turned to the open door at the end of the hallway and entered the room. Dat was climbing down from a stool set up in a closet doorway in the back of the room. He held a dusty brown box in his hands. That looks pretty good, assessed Dat. Ernest wore a pair of dark blue denim jeans, similar to those worn by Dat, and a gray, long-sleeve, button-down shirt. Ernest held his own clothes under one arm and used the other hand to hold up the pants which fit loosely around his middle. Dat swept the dust from the lid of the box and opened it, saying, 
Here, try on these shoes. These are my good wearing shoes. They're about two sizes too big for me, so they'll last longer. Hopefully, they'll fit you. Ernest beheld a pair of brown leather shoes, plain but well-constructed, with hardy stitching and fine detailing. Ernest grabbed the pair of shoes, looked up at Dat, and with soft sincerity said, Thanks for all this. Dat, sensing Ernest's genuine gratitude, nodded in appreciative acknowledgement before adding, Don't worry about it. Plus, this is the easy part. Dat grabbed a tattered belt from the closet and threw it to Ernest. This might help, he said. This is your parents' room, isn't it? Ernest asked, looking around. Yeah, Dat said, setting the stool back in front of a large, ornate dresser with a mirrored top that sat in one corner of the room. Dat stopped and examined the room with Ernest. The room was not large, but it maintained a stately importance and elegance that, for some unidentifiable reason, set Ernest at ease. There was a large, crisply made bed that jutted out at an angle from the far corner opposite the dresser, and a broad chest sat at the foot of the bed. And these must be your folks? Ernest had picked up a framed photograph from a small nightstand at the head of the bed. The picture appeared to be a newly married couple. The man seemed almost regal. He was tall and handsome, with strong features and an athletic build. The woman was shorter, with softer features, but she possessed a bright, wide smile and striking, kind eyes that overpowered the rest of the photograph. The man in the picture had dark red skin that bordered on maroon, while the woman possessed a brighter hue of red, much closer to that of Dat's complexion. That's them, Dat said. They don't look quite like that anymore. That picture's pretty old. Both boys admired the picture for a moment before Dat said, Anyway, we better get going. My mom should be home soon. She's a teacher. It's Sunday, so we didn't have school, but she and Dad always work for a while after church to get things ready for the week. They'll be home for supper, though. Ernest followed Dad out of his parents' bedroom, but stopped him to ask, What should I do? Don't worry about it, Dad reassured. We'll go outside away from the house and act like we've been exploring in the woods all day. When my mom whistles for supper time, you just come in with me. Ernest was worried. But how are we going to explain everything to your parents? Where, where am I going to stay tonight? What? Ernest continued in a panic, but Dat stopped him by placing a comforting hand on his shoulder. Relax, Dat said. Once my folks get home, this place is a madhouse. There are always people over for supper, staying the night. With everything going on, my folks will hardly notice you. That is the end of chapter 7. We will continue our discussion of the book with the chapter 7 section of the Curriculum Guide. And we'll continue to put out more audio and video of the upcoming chapters. Much love.